What's up, everybody? Welcome to Have to Cast episode number um, something fifty-seven. Uh, my name is um, something. Wow. My name is Josh Tom. Join my good friend Brett Roberts uh, and our AI companion HBot. As always, hello Brett. Hello HBot. Hello Chat. Hello everybody. Hello Vorgo. I don't know how to pronounce your name, although I know it's Russian. Hello. What up? What's oh going God. on? Uh, Brian Martin says, in all seriousness, though, very cool opening animation there, TBH. Don't know what you're talking about, but thank you. Appreciate. Oh, maybe the little intro video. Yeah, it's a good uh, little video. It's a good little yeah, video. Yeah, it's okay. It's but anyway, Brett, so we're back for the first stream after the holidays. We took some much-needed quote-unquote time off, although it wasn't really that much time off, uh, as the holidays were quite busy for us. Lots of uh, abysmal shit with our friends as far as sickness and whatnot. Yeah. Fortunate. So pour one out for the homies. Uh, also, you and I are, have began working, begun working on another project, um, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So lots happening. Thanks, Brian. How are you? What's going on? We have we have so much to talk about. We do. We you know, this is the first show of the year. So we have a lot to del uh, dive into here. There's a lot going on, a lot of rumors, a lot of leaks, a lot of updates. A lot, a lot of stuff going on, and we are for I think the first time ever live streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook now. Uh, so that is pretty exciting. Um, I just drank out of this water bottle. It tastes like ass. Well, don't do that, dude. I think ice melted in it, and I haven't drank this in a while. And you know, when things get diluted and they taste like butt, well, yeah, that's this. It's oh, not I'm good. Sorry. Anyway, sorry, I hear that. sorry, what'd you just say? Yeah. I just said there's a lot going on, man. We're streaming on Twitch. We're streaming on YouTube. We're streaming on Facebook. This is the first time, I think, all three at the same time, right? Yeah. Successfully, anyway. Yes, yeah. Well, Streamlabs, there is an issue with Streamlabs dropping Facebook streams, um, and they finally integrated, um, you know, I guess shame on us for using Streamlabs, but uh, they integrated um, Facebook in with uh, Streamlabs, so HBot set that up for us before we started, and uh, here we are. So, That's anyway... Awesome. Uh, let's go through a quick topic rundown for everybody, shall we? Uh, we're going to be going yes. into the Abysmal Chronicles. Uh, lots of Abysmal shit in there, uh, including some upcoming uh, game releases. Nothing major new, except for one, and then a few uh, exciting PC releases. Uh, so that'll be cool. Um, the main topics for the day are obviously Horizon Forbidden West, the full a full build of the PS4 version, specifically of the game, being leaked in its entirety, maybe minus some uh, UI elements and things like that. But uh, that is not good. Uh, for PlayStation, um, especially so close to launch. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Techland uh, and Dying Light 2 and some uh, controversial, uh, if you want to look at it that way, tweets that they put out there. Uh, maybe that they definitely could have done a better job with wording uh, and handling, especially uh, since they are so close to release of their game, which I'm excited yeah. about. Yep. Uh, and then our last main topic, we're going to be talking about um, Days Gone. Uh, and specifically Jeff Ross, who was uh, the uh, one of the directors of Days Gone, um, the technical director uh, of it, or creative director, whatever, um, putting out a tweet that got some backlash and some heat, uh, and he has since been on um, David Jaffe's show again, uh, clarifying it, talking about it, so we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, and of course, you know, obligatory plug of our Days Gone video coming in that segment as well. Um, and then our indie intel for this week, we have a little game called Darwake, uh, which is slick uh, Kickstarter coming soon for that. Um, excited to talk about that game. I've actually had it saved for a while now, uh, and so we're finally going to get to um, talk about it. So without further ado, Brett, 
uh, let me read this little thing from Christian first. He says, or say before quitting, they said they're ready for uh, Horizon. I agree. I'm ready for that game. Um, but let's hop into our media consumption update uh, and just run down to what we're playing, watching, reading. You want to go first? You want me to go first? How do you want to yeah. go? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I don't okay. really have a lot this week. So in terms of movies, what I've watched, uh, I think, two, yeah, there are two, two movies that actually you have watched as well because we watched them together. So the first one is Antlers, mm -hmm. which was a horror movie produced by Guillermo del Toro, written by the guy who did that series on sci-fi. I believe it was called Channel Zero. Yeah, correct. Right. Antlers was not very good. Now nah, it was a miss. It was a miss. Yeah, it was a big, big miss. Uh, and speaking of misses, then... We watched uh, just this weekend that just passed a horror movie from, I think, Thailand, China, and Japan. China, Thailand, and Korea. Korea. Yeah. And the movie was called Three. But if you ask me, it should have been called Two Ites and a Nope, because that shit was not that good. Um, so the movie is actually- Two Ites and a fucking Nope, he said. Yeah. So the movie's called Three, but then after Damn. Three, they made a movie called Three Extremes, and then they were like, well, Three is kind of similar to Three Extremes, so they renamed Three, which is the movie that we watched, Three Extremes 2, so technically, the sequel to Three Extremes came out before Three Extremes. Yeah, I still don't understand what you're saying. And that is what we watched. I didn't understand the night you showed it to me, and I don't understand now, but you should make your letterbox review, Two Ites and a Nope. Right now. <laughs> okay, good. I'm going to go like that. Keep going. I'm going to go like that real quick. So, yeah. So, those are the two films that I watched. I think we both agree on on our uh, opinions on that. Absolutely. Games. So, I've been playing Halo Infinite multiplayer with you. Obviously, we've been having a pretty good time with it. You know, there are some issues with it. Uh, Sorry. In the review. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Halo Infinite has some issues. Big Team Battle still doesn't work, and we're well into 2022. We're 11 days in, and Big Team Battle mode still does not work correctly. Uh, and also, the Battle Pass and leveling still does not feel great. But I started playing the campaign. I've never played a Halo campaign all the way through, and I know I'm doing a you know disservice to the franchise by just starting with Infinite. But sure, sure. I'm only doing it to get the collectibles for multiplayer mode, so I truly do not care. Okay. So there's that. And then I also played over the break and I, I completed it. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is mm. phenomenal. And if you haven't watched it, we've actually on our channel, we have a on our YouTube channel, I should say, we have a video review of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which featured you, Josh and Christian from Save Before Quitting, which is an awesome podcast. So um, I watched that after I beat the game and I agree with all of your points. So if you've played... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Go watch that that video, and uh, you'll probably agree with the points that they make as well. It was a really good review. Yeah. Cool. Anything so, else or no? Uh, games, no. But TV and anime, I didn't watch any anime, but I finished the show Detroiters. I had one episode left. Mm. I finished it. And I started a new show called Yellow Jackets, which I believe mm. is on Showtime. Mm. There is one episode left, mm. and it's really good. I like it a lot. So if you haven't seen it or don't know anything about it, look it up. Yellow Jackets. And then finally, I added something that I, I haven't added, actually, I don't think at all, ever in our uh, Not media sure. consumption update. Have we done Mongo before? Yes, you have. Okay, well, guess what? Manga. 
<laughs> so I read Die Dark Volume yeah. One, which is a new manga by the creator of Doro Hidoro, which She's is slick. a manga series and a Netflix anime. Die Dark is most definitely going to be getting an anime uh, adaptation eventually, and it's like Doro Hidoro in space. So, oh my god, I didn't that. even know that. You just sold yeah. me on it even harder. You bought me the first book, even. Yeah. So, without spoiling too much, basically, it's about a a guy who has this. Uh, I can't even really really say anything without spoiling it. Basically, he's cursed, and if you kill him and you take his bones, you get your wish granted. Them uh, bones? Do they use bones yeah. as money? He does. Yes. And he, so, like the Tim Robinson sketch. Yes. Okay, and great. if you if you get his bones, you become the strongest person in the galaxy and or the universe, and you get mm-hmm. to have a wish granted. Are there worms um, too? No worms. The, the worms are not their money. Gotcha. Uh, and then I read Chainsaw Man Volume One, which is getting an anime, which is coming mm. out, I think, pretty soon. Yeah. And holy shit, the trailer for Chainsaw Man the anime made me think that it was like dark and gritty and like, and maybe it does get that. But dude, it's like straight up like comedy like it's serious at times and like actually there was a sad part in the first volume but like my man just wants boobs like the whole time he's just like i just want a girl like i just want to touch boobs like that's all he's talking about so i don't I, it's not what i expected mm. at all at all but um it's really badass and he has a giant chainsaw head and it's cool good stuff um but before i move oh, well, do you have anything else no, but I do want to uh, point out, say before quitting, said Chainsaw Man just looks like No Guns Life to me. Yeah, it, it, it's very similar to No Guns Life in that they have head weapon heads. Yeah. Um, but I think Chainsaw Man is the more popular. Of for, sure, for sure. For uh, sure. Going back just quick before I move on to mine into the comments a little bit, because we missed a few. Uh, say before quitting yeah. says, you boys watch Arcania? No. I've heard it's good, although I don't have a ton of interest. That is the League of Legends anime uh, or the League of Legends universe anime. Tina Roberts says, Von Rent. I don't know what that means. Um, Brian Martin says, if you're interested in Asian horror, check out Rigor Mortis. It's funny you mention that, Mr. Mr. Brian, uh, because I we just updated a little thing that Brett and I have access to um, that is slick uh, of the tube variety. Uh, and we're and... going to be watching Rigor Mortis. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we are big fans of Asian horror uh, and horror yeah. in general. But um, and then State Before Quitting also says the chick from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was the con artist and is one of the younger people in the show. I think he's talking about Yellow Jackets. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Anyway, what am I watching, playing and doing, Brett? Let me what tell are you. you watching, playing, doing Um, uh, movies. Uh, we talked about three, so I won't talk about that anymore. Talked about Antlers, so I won't talk about that anymore. I share your consensus with those two eyes and a nope and Antlers is a miss. Um, I watched Don't Look Up. Yeah, that's the movie that it's like people are, it's very political and, and, you know, polarizing. People are saying it's, you know, against uh, Trump and and all this. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. It's Adam McKay. Right, so at this point, that's what he makes, uh, and I like Adam McKay quite a bit. I liked his last movie, Vice, um, obviously of Step Step Brothers fame, which is one of my favorite movies of all the time. But he has done political satire for a while now, mm-hmm. um, and I really like Adam McKay. This though, where his stuff is normally very quippy, witty, and pretty intelligent when it comes to the comedy, yeah. um, this is quippy, but not really witty 
and certainly not intelligent. It like bashes you over the head. Um, and it's too much. It was too much for me. Um, and by the end of it, I was like, I get it. Uh, I get it. And I had enough. So anyway, unfortunately, okay. that was a miss for me. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Brian says, was this too ham fisted? A little bit, a little bit. Um, I watched three Battlestar Galactica movies and the miniseries and the, which rolls into my TV consumption uh, in yeah. that I, <laughs> in that I have watched and completed Battlestar Galactica. Um, uh, you are Thanos saying Brett, just so you know, by the way, as oh, I speak. Boy. All right, let's, you, let's fix it. You might have to shut down the, uh, the, the tube, uh, if that's the issue. Oh. Um, so yeah, I watched and completed Battlestar Galactica, uh, in its entirety. Um, I love sci-fi. I love drama. I'm watching yes. the, I'm watching the new season of the expanse, which is great by the way. Um, and I was like, dang, I really want some more sci-fi space opera stuff. What's in my watch list that I haven't seen yet? And I was looking at movies for a while, and I was like, eh, I don't really want to watch a movie on any of these. And I was like, oh, Battlestar Galactica. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Let me, and I was like, let me look up a watch order. How much of it is there? I was like, oh, there's not that many. There's like 70 episodes, a couple movies. You know, maybe I'll watch it over the course of a couple weeks. And I was like, hmm, okay. Well, I was like, all right, well, let me watch the miniseries because that's the first thing. The miniseries is like a two-hour special, basically, that starts off the entire thing. And I was hooked. Uh, I watched the rest of the series in a week and a half. Um, I put it on a pedestal with um, Breaking Bad uh, as my favorite series of all time. Uh, I cannot believe how good it is. Um, legitimately, I cannot believe how good it is. And the testament to that is I don't really cry when I consume media. Like, things don't normally, like, move me to tears. Like, especially movies and TV. It's just, I'm just not... I could be like, oh, that's sad. Or, I, you know, maybe get a little choked up. And I was like, eh. You know. I just know... I don't normally get like that. Dude, Battlestar Galactica. Not only are you, like... There are points where I was, like, out of my chair, like, cheering. Like, for the characters when they win. Uh, several times, even including in the season one and the miniseries, I was, like, getting choked up. I was like, what the hell is happening? The end wrecked me, dude. I was destroyed. I've never cried harder in my life. I'm not kidding. Like, disgust, oh like disgusting sobs wells out of my eyes. I literally could not believe what was occurring. And, um, yeah. So, wow. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to articulate it other than, um, Say before quitting said snot bubble crying. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and they also say Bo-Katan is in it. Yeah, uh, Katie Sackoff plays Starbuck, um, which is one of the main characters. And damn, she fucking wrecked me several times. I love her character uh, in that show. She is so good. And and James Olmos, dude, Edward James Olmos plays, you know, the, the, the lead. Man, that show is just so fucking good. It's just so fucking good. I don't know. I would really like to watch it based on your recommendation, especially if you say it's, you know, you told me it's better than Breaking Bad, which to me, we both loved Breaking Bad. And you yeah, know, well, that's the thing. I was, me, like, I was like, I was like, you and I've been the same space. And I compare, we say all the time about God of War 2018, too. It's like once you experience that, you that is the, the bar and nothing else that nothing else will come close to it. So. Yep. The re the fact that I'm saying that I think should tell you how 
impeccable this series is. And it's sci-fi, but it's not hokey. It is strict, grounded space opera. And dude, it's relentless. The show is relentless, like Breaking Bad. Maybe I'm just a glutton for miserable stories. Breaking Bad, Last of Us Part Two, Battlestar Galactic. It's relentless. There's no levity. Um, you might have a couple of chuckles here and there, but there's no comedic relief. Uh, it is... Uh, you're, it's difficult. Uh, and it's great. It's very grounded sci-fi. It's gritty, dark, uh, abysmal, and slick. So, I would like to shout out to a couple of things I see in the chat here. So, uh, Bimar says, uh, "Where was the comment? Please tell me you watched Dark." And oh, I hope yes. You're referring to Netflix's Dark. Yes. Right. That show is slick. phenomenal. And ten out of ten. Actually, made me cry. And then another show that he mentions, just full of great recommendations here. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh my god! Yes, my man. That show, I was sobbing at the end of that show. Um, mm. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. No. But I'll have to check out Battlestar. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Well, I I bought the full series on Blu-ray. Uh, so if you want, I know we have it on our other thing as well. I also just pressed a bunch yeah. of keys. I hope it didn't fuck anything up. We're not live anymore, uh, boys. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll, I'll keep going. I don't want to belabor it too long, but. Um, uh, Battlestar is Battlestar on the slickness. It is on the slickness. We're all down with the slickness. That's it, sure. it's it's down on the slickness. It was just added, including all of the movies and the interstitials. If you want the watch order, Christian, let me know. If you also would rather a very, uh, well, actually not actually not a higher quality at all, but the physical discs, uh, I have it for you if you if you want to take a peek. Oh, I see where you pushed a bunch of keys. It was in our notes. I do see it too. Uh, but not to belabor the point too long, I'll keep moving on. Um, but Battlestar Galactica is slick. I want a video game in it where you are uh, Adama or another commander because he's slick and I love it and it's 10 out of 10. Okay, moving on. Um, games. I yes. have been playing but paused uh, God of War 2018 um, mainly because I'm concerned that even my prediction about when that game coming out is going to be wrong in the sense that it's going to might be later. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very... I'm very worried, uh, not about the state of the game, but in the sense that where it is. And I was trying to play it leading up to launch. You know what I mean? A little bit here and there, like I did Horizon, and I just beat that again. Uh, yeah. I'm going to wait, and I'll leave it at that. Um, been playing Halo, like you said. Uh, I hooked up my VR again for the first time in a while, um, playing some Beat Saber and some other things on there. I also want to try out Walking Dead Saints and Sinners and, and things Josh. like that. Yeah. Real quick, uh, we have a comment from someone in the chat. It says, have you seen the Horizon Forbidden West leak and videos? Oh. Yes, we have. That yeah. is going to be the main topic today on our podcast. We're going to be talking about it in just a couple minutes. Uh, but I also want to say, you know, a part of the podcast, another thing we're going to be talking about, speaking of VR, Josh, mm -hmm. is that a Horizon oh, right. VR game was also right. announced. Oh, my God. I completely so, forgot about PSVR, too. Yeah. We will be talking about it. So yes stay tuned time to come we're still we're just wrapping up our our uh what we're doing what we're consuming yep. media um what else uh tried persona 5 strikers um not for me <laughs> not but for is me. it a canon is it a canon sequel? it's it is a direct uh sequel to like it picks up pretty much right after like a couple months after persona 5 ends um so the, uh, the story is why I want to play it, but the gameplay is not for me. It's a very Dynasty Warriors-esque type of, you know, Musou. It's a Musou game, yeah. <laughs> Musou game. Um, also been playing Aspire, uh, Enos Tale, a little bit here and there on Xbox. I got a code from uh, Shinobi in his studio on Twitter, so shout out to him. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, it's a cool, cool little game. It'll be an indie intel when I beat it. 
Um, yeah. And then uh, also not a, a video game, but I played Hunt a Killer, which is those tabletop board mystery games or whatever, because you got me one for Christmas. Um, and I was blown away, actually, by how slick it was. Um, I had a very, very, very good time with it. Um, and I know it might seem strange, but I really, truly uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean, I, you sent me screenshots or, or uh, sorry, Snapchats of you like playing it, if you will. Yeah, it looks really cool. So I, I'm yeah. interested in getting like a multiplayer one and trying yeah. to figure it all out, you know, cool design work and whatnot. But um, yeah. anyway, so before we hop into the Abysmal Chronicles, I see some more stuff in chat here. Um, Plan 8 is a good game when it comes out. I'm not familiar with Plan 8. Hmm. Never heard of uh, it. Let us know what that is. And then Brian says, gives me Kingdom Hearts spinoff spies. Persona 5 Strikers, that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Persona does that. They they have a lot of spinoff games similar to Kingdom Hearts. Um, you know, specifically, they would do fighting games. They've done uh, Persona 4 Arena, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Uh, they've done the dance games, which I know Kingdom Hearts has now done as well with the music melody, whatever it's called. Right. So, yeah, you're you're on the nose there. Yeah. All right, Brett, let's hop into the Abysmal Chronicles. What is it? And let's get going. Yeah, so guys, the Abysmal Chronicles, it is a little topic uh, rundown that we have here on the podcast where we just go over some news that wasn't quite good enough, a little too abysmal to make it onto our main topic list. So I'm just going to run down some uh, upcoming game releases, and then we'll hop into the Abysmal Chronicle topics. Mm -hmm. So Monster Hunter Rise is releasing on PC January 12th. Josh, you wrote in our notes, buy it. Are you trying to I think I, buy it? I think I meant that for God of War 2018. Oh. So okay. let me do this and that. Oh, okay. Fuck uh, and that. Yep. Okay. So the next game is God of War 2018, which is releasing for PC on January 14th. And Josh, you have a note here. It says <laughs> buy it. That's right. If you have not played this game, you don't own a PlayStation console, or perhaps you want an even better experience, which I, with also ultra wide support, I believe. Yeah. Um, buy it on pc high-end pc yeah yeah high-end pc anything if you have like a like a 1660 even like a less than a 20 like 80 ti don't fucking play this game on pc but nah. you in those 3000 series graphics cards play it yeah so um and then another game is releasing on uh it's coming january 20th josh i don't understand what the marketing is for this game because there has been what seemingly game? none Rainbow Six Extraction. What game? Rainbow Six Extraction. What game? Rainbow Six Extraction. I know nothing about it is the problem. I have a very big thought in my head that... Big thoughts, folks. Big Rainbow Six thoughts. Extraction was a game that involved a pandemic and a virus. Oh, right. And I think Fuck. they changed it I lost because of the pen. coronavirus I lost my and, the, and the pandemic. And I think that that really fucked the whole game. And that is my thought. I lost my pen. You know what I did find, though? What? These. these. Did you find marketing for uh, Rainbow Six Extraction? I found these. Oh. All right. Continue. Sorry. Uh, I forgot so, about yeah. that element of it, though. That's a good point. Well, they changed it. That's not even... I don't even think that's part of the game now. Right. Well, they changed it. Right. So, and then the last game I have here on our notes is Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, depending on uh, how much of a perfectionist you are when it comes to pronouncing Pokemon names. Uh, not... This is coming out on Switch, obviously, on January twenty eighth. Right. 
Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, hop into... I just want to shout out Benedito Rodriguez in the chat. He says, hey, guys. Hello. Yo, what's up? Uh, Welcome to the e- podcast. Xavier Perk says, what about Hellblade? Uh, two. What Hellblade 2. I don't know. What about Looks it? Great. Looks great. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. What What are your expectations for God of War? High. Very high. Fine? I don't know. Benedito said oh. in the chat. They're high. Very high. A God of War 2018. It was 2018? 2018. It yep. was one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, best, best best narrative game of all time. And if you haven't seen our best games of all time videos, you should go check them out live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash have to can tell. All right, continue. You just blended all of that together into one word. That was really impressive, actually. You know, I got all I have to go. My tongue is capable of many things. All right, well, moving on. Um, let's talk about some stuff, Josh, some news. So PlayStation has a state of play coming and it could be potentially big. It's coming, and it's big. That's right. This is this is coming straight from DualShockers. Uh, so according to a veteran instru- insider, uh, Tom Henderson. Friend of the, the show. Next, yeah, friend of the show. The next state of play could be potentially big with a number of exciting reveals slated to take place in the event. <laughs> this is his tweet. He said, the current rumor is that the next Sony event looks like it could be in February based on this month's media events and past PlayStation dates. It'll probably be a state of play but it has the potential to be a pretty big one, in my opinion. Uh, someone replied to his, his tweet and actually asked, do you think we're going to see anything about Hogwarts Legacy, which is the Harry Potter open world game? Uh, and he reiterated, just copy and pasted, it has the potential to be a pretty big one. So confirming that, basically, although here's the thing, I got to be honest with you, I feel like I thought this was a bigger story from the headlines, and then we put it in and did research for it for this, and I was like, oh. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, the state of play is going to be in February, right? Probably before the launch of Horizon Forbidden West. And that's that's exactly it, Josh. DualShockers actually does. They go on to say they're probably going to talk about Horizon ahead of the launch of Horizon Forbidden West. Sure. And then they go on to say that we're going to get God of War information in March, probably based on a lot of rumors and, and leaks and stuff as well. So. DualShockers, your article was pretty trash, but uh, Tom Henderson, you know, thanks for having your Twitter up because that's where we got the story from, basically. Hell yeah. Uh, next story, PSVR 2 has been revealed. If you haven't seen oh, it, it uh, has. Sony did a little event and they revealed PSVR 2 and some of the specs. So I'm going to go through that now. It's a true next-gen experience outlining 4K HDR OLED displays with a 110-degree field of view offering a resolution of 2,000 by 2,040 for each eye, which is fucking insane yeah. for each eye. It's, it's close to 4K. Yeah, and frame rates of up to 120 hertz. Right. The headset also boasts inside-out tracking, allow it to track both you and your controller through cameras embedded within it, removing the need for an external camera. One wire will connect the headset to your PlayStation. Yep. Which is incredible. Yeah. So a quick thing before you talk about this next point here. Yeah. Basically, uh, the fact there's a lot of first of all, this is a very good thing. Um, This headset is going to be uber competitive immediately at launch. Um, First of all, the fact that they are staying with an OLED display uh, when most VR headsets are now opting to go a mini LED route. OLED is just a a way better crisper image. You have higher pixel density, you know, deeper black levels, things like that. Uh, The fact that it is almost a native 4K for each fucking eye. 
I can't stress how ridiculous that is. That screen door effect, gone. It's yeah. not non non-existent. This is ridiculous. This is like a top of the line ridiculous is, spec. Yeah, this is something that like PC VR users are even saying, "Holy shit, I need to get a PlayStation 5 and this PS, uh, PSVR 2 because it's just so incredible and right. you could tell that sony put a lot of time and effort into developing this yeah um the inside out tracking is also big you won't need the camera and all these balls and lights and crap like that uh the controller yeah. is big too with the haptics and the controllers that they talked about and um the uh the finger tracking or the touch tracking of uh, up to three fingers on them um i, I mean this this is a this is a, a big fucking vr headset uh, not physically, of course, uh, yeah. metaphorically, and it's it's going to be big, and it is going to outpace and potentially have a higher attach rate than anything else, maybe than the Quest Two, um, but this is a way better, way higher fidelity headset than what the Quest Two has. Yeah, I want to read some comments about this one. So, say before quitting says, "Do you think that the fact it can only be used with the PS Five hinders it?" What do you think, Josh? Um. Yes and no. I mean, the first PSVR was a big success uh, in the fact that it had a easy attach rate for an ecosystem and you didn't need a, a super high-end PC for it. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to hinder it, um, especially look at how many units you know the PS5 has sold and will sell, uh, and especially probably by the time this is out, hopefully uh, you know there'll be some relief to kind of the supply lines and things like that. I think that there is a future that exists where Sony makes this compatible with a PC. Um, I truly believe that they are going to start to stray away, which you're already seeing it with the release of their games on PC. They're going to start straying away from being um, hyper-focused on selling hardware all the time themselves uh, and move to where the money is uh, the most. Yeah. Uh, they will always have their PlayStation consoles, but I, I see a future, uh, maybe not at launch, but a future where this works on a PC as well, especially that single cable setup. Um, yeah. either I'm assuming probably, uh, entry via USB-C, which is why the USB-C port is on the front of the PS5, um, which is pretty much synonymous with PCs in general anyway. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and you know, BMAR says here, Brian, he says, um, the SSD is what enables a type of dual processing in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if this kind of PSVR would even be possible on the PS4. So, no. you know, hinder it or not, it doesn't matter. I think that this would only be possible on this console, right? Absolutely. Uh, and then something that I don't have in the in the story in the news here, Josh, but something that people have asked Sony about, um, compatibility with older PSVR games is not going to be a thing, seemingly, because the way PSVR worked was the lights and the balls and the, you know. Sure all the tracking that way. So, I mean, unless the developers of those older games are going to patch them, and I'm, I'm sure Beat Saber and all these really popular games will put out patches that will allow you to experience those games if you own them already. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it is a shame that they're, they're, they can't find a way to, you know, make those games compatible. But uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I concur. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, as we said at the top of the pod, there is going to be a Horizon game coming out for PSVR 2, which is huge. I mean... PSVR had a lot of great games, but they didn't really have any AAA, uh, you know, first-party Sony, you know, uh, properties in any of the in the VR games. So this is pretty big. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I mean, this is I hope it is more than a quote-unquote experience. Um, uh, I think it probably will be, and uh, now you see why they acquired Fire Sprite too. So I think this is. Um, I think it's good, and it makes total sense uh, to have a flagship 
um, name of one of your franchises on um, a flagship <laughs> new device. Yeah. So. Yeah, the marketing already for this PSVR 2 is so much different than PSVR 1 and even something like the PlayStation Vita, where I feel like they are putting a lot more time into this. They aren't just announcing things. They are actually kind of giving information piece by piece with PSVR 2, which is really interesting. They haven't just had one big announcement. Have you noticed that? Yes, yes, yeah. So they showed the controllers off like months ago, and now they're they're talking about the display, and now they're starting to reveal those first-party games. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Not to dwell too long, we will talk about uh, Horizon Forbidden West in just a few minutes, but a couple more stories here. GoldenEye 007 Xbox achievements have leaked, pointing to a new port of the classic N64 game. This is coming from Eurogamer. So Rare's legendary GoldenEye 007 looks like it's going to return as detailed by a newly leaked set of Xbox achievements. Mm -hmm. The achievement list, which was scooped off of Microsoft servers by True Achievements, shout out to them, includes 55 new awards and 1,000 gamer score for completing the game's campaign and playing its various multiplayer modes. The achievement artwork even includes screenshots from the classic James Bond shooter. This makes complete sense to me. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Especially since, um, what's their name? Uh, the people that did Hitman are developing a James Bond game. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Which is probably going to be in the vein of GoldenEye, um, you would think. Um, makes total sense to port this remaster, whatever you want to do. Yeah, um, Xbox so. owns Rare. Makes sense that they would port this over. Uh, it's been rumored for literally forever. Yeah, a long time been stuck in development hell because the license and the you know rights to use 007 just haven't really been possible so yeah a uh, quick shout out to john McNabb for subscribing by the way um i missed that uh, a little earlier but i just i did see it didn't miss it um also Thanks realized we, we still had our cyberpunk scene for our alert so i changed that hopefully anyway cool continue i uh, <laughs> no worries um moving on so there is going to be a PlayStation 5 system update coming soon, mm -hmm. according to rumors. This comes from Roberto Serrano, who's a business analyst and an insider for PlayStation. Uh, he claims that this new PlayStation 5 system update will feature UI and UX experience improvements and video performance improvements. Uh, it'll include VRR, 1440p, mm -hmm. a social feed, dynamic backgrounds, and themes. Yes. So the two biggest things for this... Uh, one is themes, which why yep. wasn't it there at launch? And two was, is VRR, which is variable refresh rate. So if um, basically if your frame rate in your game dips, changes, has incorrect frame pacing, uh, you get tears or stutter uh, when it doesn't match the output of your TV, um, which is something Xbox and PC have had for a while now. So basically mm -hmm. it would just support that, which is something that um, has been wanted for a long time so gotcha i mean listen themes on the ps5 it was very questionable to not launch with themes much like the nintendo switch which we still don't have themes on years later never getting it on switch <laughs> yeah so it's pretty cool to see this uh and important to note here uh roberto serrano said that it's coming soon like very early 2022 uh, and he also had his twitter account banned i don't know if it was oh my god yeah i don't know if it was because he posted this or what but mm -hmm. after he posted this his Twitter account was banned well maybe in conjunction with that state of play so yeah maybe all right the next and last story in the abysmal chronicles for today josh is the first screenshots of from software's mm. armored core 6 have seemingly leaked online yeah let's switch over so we can take a look at it as you speak but continue yeah. please 
Yeah, this comes from VGC, and Josh is going to pull those images up for you guys now. So yep. they were the images were originally posted on Reset Era by uh, user Red Licorice, who claimed that on Saturday he received a consumer or they received a consumer survey from From Software. Uh, the unnamed installment of Armored Core, which would be the first series entry since 2012's Armored Core 5, is said to feature a sci-fi world created by Hidetaka Miyazaki in a three-dimensional dynamic action and high degree of freedom and customization game. Uh, the game is a third-person shooter mecha action title that lets you move around an overwhelmingly scaled map that represents a unique sci-fi world with dynamic mech action. This is all from the survey. They literally call this all out. Mm. Uh, the alleged survey reads that you will also face strong enemies and fierce battles, both long and short range using guns and blades. Yes. So, pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Armored Core. I've never played any of the games in the series, but I'm a huge From Software fan. So if they want to make a new one for modern day consoles, I will play it because I'm a huge fan of mechs. So. Yeah. I'll take anything from Miyazaki. Seriously. I mean, the guy's both insane and a genius so yes with that being said josh i think it is time for us to hop into our main topics of the podcast we're going to start the show mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about horizon forbidden west leaking so josh please roll the intro Again, I want to welcome you guys to Hapticast episode 57. And before we start our main topic today, I just want to say shout out to Dubby Energy, uh, one of our sponsors for today's stream and video. Uh, it's an energy drink company. They make powder that you can put in your water and, and you know slurp it down. You can like use our G Fuel, but better. Code. Yeah, it's like G Fuel, but even better, as Josh said. Um, we have a discount code, actually. You can save 10% on your uh, first order of Dubby Energy by using code SLICK at checkout. So... <laughs> Listen, first of all, can we <laughs> can we just talk about how we have the best discount code in existence? I think that might be the best discount code ever. It's the best discount code ever, ever, ever used, ever. Yeah. And that's right. I say before quitting said, that's fucking slick. And so is Dubby. Dubby is fucking slick. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, shout out to Dubby for accepting our sponsorship and, you know, yeah. giving us that discount code yeah i do want to say which we are still waiting on ours but we order them they have a very uh very cheap uh starter pack uh for people yeah. where you get a shaker bottle and stuff like that uh and if you use our code i think you can get it for like 15 bucks or something like that maybe less than that 15 yeah. bucks probably with shipping um so 15 to 18 i don't know well, links in the description go fucking use code slick all right use code slick they're a small startup i think that they actually just started and most of their product actually is sold out right now because of the demand, yeah. which is 
awesome for them and, and super cool. So I think there's pre-orders live right now. So go go and check out their options. It's a W Energy, D-U-B-B-Y. Uh, and let us know what you guys think. Use code SLICK. Use code SLICK for 10% off at checkout because Haptic Intel is fucking slick. <laughs> That's right. All right. So let's hop into our main topic. I know this is the main reason everybody is here. Uh, before we start, I, one more thing. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Um, YouTube is our main platform. Twitch is our main platform. We are streaming on Facebook as well. So please follow, you know, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. We do this every week, every Tuesday at 630. Eastern time. So Eastern time. So uh, yeah, let's get started. So Horizon Forbidden West, Josh. The full game has leaked. Can you please tell me what the hell happened? What is this? So first of all, I have... So I have a lot of opinions on this, but let's like, talk about the news about it first. So yeah, an, an, an early build of Guerrilla Games' upcoming Horizon Forbidden West has leaked into the public domain. How? Uh-uh, not good. Um, images of what was claimed to be the PS4 version of the PlayStation exclusive sequel began circulating on social media. Now, I'm putting these up behind us right now, okay? They're fucking real, okay? And now all of these notes actually come from... They're fucking real. <laughs> All these notes come from VGC, right? Um, and yeah. VGC um, uh, says that their sources have confirmed that the leak build is indeed legitimate, right? Now, there might be some missing art assets and UI elements, as you'll see in this image, uh, like right above Brett's head. Um, but it's legit. And now, following the publication of these images claiming to show the leak footage um, on Twitter, the media was removed hours later due to a quote-unquote report from the copyright holder, which obviously adds credence to the legitimacy of this leak. Now, always, yeah. Brett, I want your opinion yeah. on this, but for those that might not know, Horizon Forbidden West comes out on February 18th, right? So a little, little over a month from now. Okay. Soon. Uh, these are real screenshots, 100%. Um, like, they are. This is clearly running an engine. It looks like it's Russian, um, uh, Russian text. There's some missing elements. Um, what I do like though is the the HUD and the uh, everything looks updated, which looks nice and clean. But that's not the point of why we're talking about this. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, and is this a bad thing for PlayStation? It's a bad thing, yeah, because someone has the game early, and you know, important story beats will be leaked, and people will have the game spoiled for them. And yeah, it's that's not good, but. Um, I don't think anyone wants their game leaked, especially like a month before it comes out. Uh, that being said, you know, it's kind of like crazy. Like you don't hear about games leaking like this. So it's cool in that this never happens. And it, it leads to a story of how did this happen? Right. We saw this with Last of Us Part Two, where the whole game leaked early. And yeah, you know, that game is a little different than this, where they made a really difficult narrative decision that made a lot of people mad and they kind of leaked elements from the game in to spite the studio yeah whereas in this case i don't think that this person is going to leak any key things i don't even know if there is anything to leak uh well there's obviously going to be something to leak but i don't think there's anything too crazy that could even be leaked with sure. uh horizon forbidden west sure um that's where my mind goes uh, is thinking about the Last of Us Two leak. Um, yeah, narratively, um, it's not going to be the same. Uh, yeah, it's just not. Um, 
now say before quitting does make a good point that the leaks for the last of us 2 were inaccurate they were except for the one big thing really that yeah, got people up in arms there were screenshots that were leaked too that were real yeah that showed certain characters dead and whatnot right. So. right but i don't i don't think there's really anything in this game where you could be like where it's going to be as big as that one character right from the yeah. last of us uh, i'm going to avoid spoilers for that um even though you sh should have played at this point anyway um yeah. but i I'm concerned, not because I think the game is going to be bad. I'm concerned that it's going to get a similar treatment in the sense that people are going to harshly judge whether they're narrative beats or otherwise gameplay elements. If more comes out from this, um, then it is necessarily rightfully, <laughs> you know, do. Um, yeah. And that is a big detriment. And The Last of Us 2 still has a huge, uh, I mean, idiotic, no doubt, but a huge contingent of people that will not play that game for the one choice and we argued it for that game and if there's something similar to this you can't judge something fully on one creative choice that was made before you even have context or anything else yeah so this this is not good um for playstation um nope. and and i would be shitting myself honestly if i was them um and i feel bad for the developers and the studio uh, more so than anything else, um, that this happened so close to launch. And yeah, man, how, 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 how did this happen? Who, who is breaking their NDA with this, right? Why is there no, if this is like a beta build or something in somebody's hands, or even a, a well, it's not gold, we know that, um, but a beta build, why, why is there no watermarks on the, like these screenshots? Like there's no, there's, there's no security built in to this build. And I don't get how this happens. Yeah, I don't understand. And, and I'm wondering if it's going to leak online. What will that do? I, I don't even know. Like, is the PlayStation 5 even at a point where you can like play? Like, can you jailbreak a PS5 yet? Like, I, I don't, don't even... I don't know if you can get cracks to work or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I don't I truly don't know how this how this is going to go. But hopefully it stays with this one person and they got to enjoy the game a month early. And, you know, we'll call it a day. But you know, this could be really, really bad. And I'm sure that they are working tirelessly right now to try to figure out who this person is. And they're trying to figure out if it's leaked online or, you know, how they got their hands on it. Mm -hmm. um, I did see something, and I know we have some comments we'll read in a second, but I did see something um, that somebody made the argument that it could have been, you know, uh, some outsourced developer or studio or something like that that had a, a build of the game uh, or a, a, an alpha beta build of the game or whatever that was doing work uh, and mm -hmm. leaked it. But I feel like... That's probably not necessarily true because I don't know if Gorilla. I really don't know how many first party PlayStation Studios outsource work. They normally bring in other studios from PlayStation to help them. Yeah, so and I don't. And know. I don't know. I feel. I almost feel like the Russian subtitles are a red herring. I don't think that that's necessarily indication that the person is from Russia. Um, sure. You could just turn on subtitles and put it on whatever language you want. You know, like right. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely for sure. So, so yeah that's that's crazy and uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about this next week as well i'm sure this isn't the final time we've heard about this so yeah um yeah. brian says in the chat uh, i feel like i just lost it i'm calling it a disgruntled employee uh maybe maybe um i mean that might make more sense recently uh, given some issues uh, at playstation themselves surrounding 
uh, workplace culture and stuff like that. But from what I've heard, heard uh, mostly everybody I've heard likes working at PlayStation. Um, so I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Um, Brian also said that he feels like it'd be very easy to see who downloaded it too with their internal cybersecurity access rules, probably. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm like so dumbfounded that there's no watermarks. You know, like you if, even if you're like in the public, right, and you're playing like a beta or an alpha, it puts a watermark over who's accessing the content. How do you not have like how is somebody playing this full screen clearly the game with no security protocols I, I don't how does you are playstation how how is this happening again how is it happening to you you are fucking PlayStation. And i feel like it's the next biggest game after have, have they had a huge first part not game? A, not a huge flagship game like this no so i feel like it's is this happening every time now like yeah what like, is happening like you ha how is it happening i don't I don't get it, and it's not good, and I really hope for the developer's sake, like, ugh, dude, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it other than this is not good. The game is coming out in just a little over a month, um, yeah. a month and a week, pretty much, so five weeks, um, and yeah, man, I, this is just, I cannot stress how abysmal this is. It's very so. abysmal. Well, moving on to another abysmal story, uh, Techland, the Dying Light studio, has had to clarify how long it's going to take to beat Dying Light 2. Right. Uh, the studio first released a graphic claiming that the game would take over 500 hours to complete. Now, I'm sure when they released that, they thought it was going to make them look good because they were releasing a game that was chock full of content. You know, um, it, it received the exact opposite, Josh. Uh, a lot of people were like, why would you make your game 500 hours long? How much of it is just pointless side quests that are like AI generated? Mm. Uh, what is the point of having a game that's 500 hours long? So Techland has had to come back and they've had to release another graphic explaining that it only takes 20 hours to beat the main story of Dying Light 2. Mm. Uh, it's going to take 80 plus hours to beat the main game and all the side missions and then 500 plus hours to 100% the entire game. Absolutely. So I wanted to kind of take a second to pose a question to you and our chat and our comments. And I want to know how long is too long for a video game narrative? What is a good length for a game story? And I'm going to open it up to everyone. What do you think? I think it depends. Uh, First things first is I don't think the initial tweet is a bad thing, by the way. I've been waiting for Dying Light 2 for a long time. I'm going to spend a lot of time in that game. They were trying to make it seem like you're going to get so much content with this, and I get that. Unfortunately, just not how it played off, and I think they should have had the foresight to understand that. But they've also been in development with this game for seven years, um, and I know they're like six years Six or seven years. I think it's seven years. Um, and they're excited to release it. And I understand that. I, I totally get it. The dev has been talking a lot about it. Um, no, and I, 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 I get it. But you have to read the room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, now, to answer your question, I think it depends. If it's a narrative game, honestly, 10 to 20 hours, I think, is good for a narrative-driven game. Um, if you're just focused on narrative, I think anything more than 20 to 25 hours is pushing it, um, depending on what your gameplay loop is like. 
but if it's not in that 10 to 20 hour range, I feel like the next step is like maybe 40 to 80 hours for like maybe an open world game, like a horizon, like, like a dying light two. I think that's a good game, a uh, good type time frame for that. Uh, but then if it's a JRPG, I want that a hundred hours minimum. Right. So I think it depends on the game. And I think that is what it comes down to. What my actual answer is, is that you need a length that services your game because there are games that are 10 hours long that feel like an absolute slog. You know yep. what I mean? And there are, then there are games that I put 190 hours in and when it's over, I'm like, fuck, I want to play that more. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it depends on what is going to service your game. Absolutely. I think you're you're on the money there. I think it depends on what kind of game it is, what kind of gameplay it has, what you're going to be doing in that game with that time, right? So, for example, I think a game like God of War 2018, which is around 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect length. I think that nailed it. I, I wasn't bored. I wasn't, you know, thinking this is too much. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking this is too little. When it was over, I was like, I'm done. That's good. I'm good with that. Now, when I play an indie game, like a side-scrolling indie game, and they want to throw a 10-hour-plus experience at me, hold on, pump the brakes. I only need eight hours. Okay? So there have been times where I've been playing a game, and I'm like, this is way too long. I want to clip what you just said and tweet it at Techland. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Hold on, pump the brakes. I only need eight hours. <laughs> I like that. Okay, we'll do that. Um, but yeah, I think, it, and like you said, a JRPG, give me 100 plus. I don't care. Yeah. Minimum. As long as the narrative is good and the gameplay is fun, because sure. there's got to be a gameplay loop, right? That sure. gets you in there. Right? Sure. Right. So I do think it matters, and I think that's a great point. Uh, BMAR in the chat says, depends on what my time is spent doing and how well-written things like side quests are. For example, Ghost of Tsushima, I didn't mind doing all the side stuff because it was well-written and directly impacted the gameplay with tangible benefits for the player. Great example. What do you think, Josh? Was Ghost of Tsushima long, long enough? Um, I actually felt like Ghost of Tsushima was too short. Really? For me. And you I mean, did everything, right? You platinumed I, I, it. I platinumed it. I did do everything. Um, but that might just be the fact that I don't think that game's main narrative is that excellent. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. Don't get me wrong. I love the game, but the game's narrative is nothing to write home about. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. Okay. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that's a good discussion. Um. Say Before Quitting says, Ghost of Tsushima is the perfect game, in my opinion. Well, there you it's go. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I just feel like there's some games that get too ambitious and they make themselves too long just for mm -hmm. the sake of, of being long, and yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. I do not need it. But I also feel like, before we move on, th these numbers that they put out then, like 20 hours for the main story, 80 hours to do everything and all the side quests, I feel like that's pretty much in line with what the first game was. Um, mm. I, I'd have to go back and look. Maybe it was shorter, but then you also here's what here's the other thing is that you have to remember there's the co-op element of this game too yeah so you know i don't know well i i platinum dying light one very early on when it came out and i don't i don't remember it taking 80 hours to 100 percent the game but maybe more like wrong. 60 but I feel like 20 hours for the main story and then i didn't see i would love to go back and play the original dying light but 
it doesn't run at 60 fps so i'm not going yeah to. i don't know if it'll hold up yeah based on you know what we've had since then but um yeah the sequel the sequel will do yeah but um I do just want to uh, wrap it up with this. I think Dying Light one is one of the best games of all time. I truly believe that game. That game is more influential um, and important than people give it credit for. Um, I know it had a little bit of like a rocky launch, and there were some issues here and there. But that game is uh, formative to uh, video games as a whole. And I think if you haven't played Dying Light one, and you have the opportunity to, uh, if it's on PC, maybe. I don't know if it is or not, but maybe play it there because I'm sure you could get much higher frame rates. Um, but I really recommend that game. It, it is it is one of the best games uh, ever made. It's very technically sound, um, and it's 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 really cool. So yeah, it's a fun game. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, Brett, you ready to move on to our final main topic of the day? Yeah, and I want you to hit me with it because I know this is one that you're passionate about. So so days gone. Damn, I've heard that line before. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have a full nearly 30-minute mini documentary on Days Gone on our channel called Days Gone PlayStation's Not-So-Hidden Gem. If you haven't watched it, check it out. I believe it's still the pinned video to our channel, actually. I don't think it is. Yeah, changed yeah, it, it is. Um, so check that out. Um, but basically, here's what's going on. Jeff Ross, who was the game's uh, creative director, I believe, he was a director for Days Gone. I'm just going to call him the director. Um, tweeted this out, what's behind us, uh, in response to Game Informer tweeting that Ghost of Tsushima uh, sold over 8 million copies. All right. Okay. So then Jeff Ross, Days Gone's uh, game director, who has now left PlayStation, uh, tweeted this out. He says, quote, At the time I left Sony, Days Gone had been out for a year and a half and a month, and it sold over 8 million copies. It's since gone on to sell more, and then a million plus on Steam. Local studio management always made us feel like it was a big disappointment, end quote. So I want to clarify a few things what he says here, and then I want to turn it over to you. Okay. Uh, this 8 million number... Okay, um, comes from a not a great source initially, but he clarified more. He went on uh, David Jaffe's show, um, and I listened to that entire four-hour conversation <laughs> uh, between uh, Jeff Ross, John Garvin, who is the game's writer, um, and David Jaffe talk about this. And he said it was from a, a website which no longer exists back in the day that pinged trophy data. So every time you know there was a new person that unlocked the first trophy basically is where they got that data from and then he compared it to the internal numbers that they had for their marketing team which were never made public and he said when he left which has been confirmed that they sold more than 8 million copies now that was when he left okay so a little over a year after the game came out that does not include playstation plus collection numbers yep. um you know, anybody that bought the game after he left, the PC sales, which he says is over a million on Steam right now, which is accurate. So this game has sold probably at least over 10 million copies, right? And his point was the fact that everybody's celebrating Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part Two, which, which, by the way, great games. Absolutely. And he clarifies that. He has nothing against them. He says Sucker Punch is one of his favorite studios in the, in the interview he did with Jaffe. Me too. Um, and I agree. But... The larger point is the game, again, which is the same thesis that I had in my video, was never given a fair chance, ever. Now, why was that, Brett? Well, maybe it was too similar to the rest of PlayStation's portfolio. Yeah, sure. Maybe the game had a rocky launch. Yeah, sure, it did. But 
everything that's mainly criticized about it, right? That it's too woke, that there's too many white characters, that the story is boring, that Deacon's a terrible that character. Just, that's all two points. They contradict themselves, by the way. I know. It's all bullshit because people that say that did not play the game. They didn't play the game, right? Because if you get past seven or eight hours, right, and you're still complaining about that stuff, then I don't know what the fuck your eyeballs are looking at because you're not playing the game. And that is evident, right? So between that and internal marketing and really, here's what the crux of it is, which I should have pulled up the tweet, but I didn't. Um, when Sean Layden left, Jeff Ross said this, the game was dead. That's it. When Sean Layden left, the game was dead. Which is a shame. So. Seems like PlayStation was dead once Sean Layden left, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. So anyway, what are your so, thoughts on the spread? What, what, let's, let's get your take. Okay. So, I think Jeff Ross is the one that leaked Horizon Forbidden West. There you go a disgruntled former employee all right makes sense right <laughs> what do you really think i think that if true big if true i think okay big if true big if um it's a shame if if this is true that's a shame because it kind of fits the narrative that they've jeff ross has been saying for months now years at this point mm -hmm. the game got cucked by playstation and sony and all of the reviewers uh this is the main crux of your argument in you know days gone playstation's not so hidden gem mm -hmm. and i think that uh big if true man big yeah. if true so the the main thing is that the popular narrative of the game was a failure is inaccurate because it clearly was not mm -mm. right even when jeff left the studio it wasn't right it and was even with these because I'm sure that although they were internal only, the marketing data that they had and the sales numbers, they could. They, I'm sure they took that to PlayStation when they pitched the idea for the sequel. Absolutely, and that alone wasn't enough to make. Yeah, and Jeff, it's good that you mentioned that because Jeff actually mentions in his conversation with Jaffe that he, right before he left, pretty much right about six months before he left, they went to PlayStation, uh, the local head or whatever, um, um, and pitched Days Gone Two. Um, and he, you know, resigned himself to the fact he's like, well, maybe the pitch wasn't that good. Maybe I could have been better and stuff like that, but that it was dead on arrival. Nobody paid attention. Nobody listened. Nobody cared. And they immediately came back and said, I don't know. You want to do something else like siphon filter? And he was like, what? No. So, or a new IP. And he's like, no, no. And he left. They just so. weren't interested from the jump. They weren't interested. It was a non-starter, uh, and it's unfortunate. So, yeah, I mean that's that's unfortunate, and I'm sure in years after the NDAs are long dead, we'll hear a lot more. Uh, yeah, well, his is now, which is great. Okay, good. Yeah, when he so, just go off, let's get him on the pod. He did. If if you haven't listened, I know it's it's long. So I want him on our pod, not that pod. All right, all right. Get Jeff Ross on Hapticast. Hashtag. Let's go. Um, so it's it's really unfortunate. Um, and I said it before. I'll say it again. If you haven't played this game, please play it. If you don't like zombies, oh well, then don't play it. But I, I think, as as say before, quitting says in in the chat. Um, I just uh, it it's a good game, and there's a lot more to the story and the characters than people give it credit for. So, 
rest in peace. All right. Well, with that, Josh, we are pretty much done the podcast. We have one more final topic that we do every single week. That's it's right. called Indie Intel. And basically, what we do is we take an indie game that we think deserves some... You good? Yeah. I just scared myself with the fucking audio. <laughs> uh, we take an indie game that we think deserves some love. We want to give it attention and a game that we think, quite frankly, looks slick. So this week, we are going to be talking about a game called Darwake, Awakening from the Nightmare. Yes. Now, now, Josh, this game isn't even on Kickstarter yet. We are catching Not this yet. one Not early. Yet, but soon. So Darwake is a puzzle platforming game where you play as a man trapped in a comatose state tormented by wicked nightmares, which is such a cool idea for a game. And when you pair it with like the twisted art style that this has, it's almost like an eerie children's book art style. Um, you get Darwake, man, and it looks cool. And this game is going to be coming to PC switch playstation xbox android and ios so it literally will be released on every single platform except i guess mac os so yeah um Great. so yeah this game looks slick um i've had it saved for a while on twitter like i mentioned at the top of the show um and we're coming back around to it now because they are about to launch a kickstarter game now this was posted on january 1st i believe uh with just this key art it says happy new year um coming soon to kickstarter um, and first of all, this Kickstarter image is slick. It's 2022 with some sort of creature. This is no good up here. Uh, oh, you guys can't see it. Uh, wait. Can you show this. all the key arts on their Twitter? This. This is no fun. Whatever's going on up here, it ain't good. All right? I don't like it. But also, then it has candles coming out of it. Like, it's celebrating, and it has, like, this little snake tail thing over here. Um, oh, and then there's this. Whatever this is. Modes. Mode 1, Mode 2, yeah. Mode 3. Oh, this is different play styles. Yeah, so I actually wrote about this in our notes. So you play as Darwin, who can switch between three different modes, each providing alternative ways to overcome mysteries and challenges along your path. So it's like a side-scroller uh, puzzle game. Yes. Reminds me of like a 2D version of Little Nightmares. Yeah, that's a... Final topic that we... Fuck. That's a good um, point yeah. that you made. So... Yeah, I mean, if you could just scroll through some of the some of the art that they've shown off, I think that yeah. would be a good idea, especially the Christmas one, which is very not good at all. Um, oh, yeah. And, to, and when I say oh, that, I mean very good. Looking at the modes now, animated behind you. Oh, I see that. All right, uh, the Christmas one. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is bad. Good, but bad. I almost get like an H.R. Geiger <laughs> feel from his art style, which is... Very weird, but yeah, it's like children's book, but like very not good. But look at the little hairs. You know what it reminds me of? Um, not scary stories that tell in the dark, but the other one. There is a story where the guy has a big map. All right, I gotta find. Hold on. All right. Uh, Christian said, or Save Before Quitting says in the chat, looks like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, close up. Yeah, the teeth. Oh, return the slab, dude. All right, ready? Turn the slab. Ready? Let's see. Does he? Do we have his teeth? Whose teeth am I thinking of? Not him. Oh, dude! All right, I'm putting it in the notes so you can Wait, pull this. Is up this it? Everybody. Oh, here you go. Fuck. Where? Hold on. At the very bottom, there's gonna be just like nothingness. Just Word champ. Way. What? FD FD. Click that. I don't see that. At the bottom of our notes. Oh, notes. Sorry, I thought you said chat. So the book is called In a Dark, Dark Room or Scary Stories for Kids. Yeah, here we go. 
That's what that shit reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. How did you remember this? Because I also remember this, but how did you pull that from your mind, Palace? Uh, the teeth look just like it, and that's one of my favorite, favorite children's books. <laughs> oh, Christian says Fred from Kurosawa. Cal- Cal- so, Bidon. Josh, so in a dark, dark room is the same story compilation where the girl has the ribbon around her neck, and she takes the ribbon off, and her head falls off. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Same, same book. Yeah. Nah, dude, Fred's teeth are too square, dude. This ain't it, Chief. This is it. Anyway. This is it. Darwin. Yo, this looks not good, too. Look at this. Look at this over here. This is definitely H.R. Geiger Fields over here. That's right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's some H.R. Geiger-looking stuff, man. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. There's a book. Maybe Light well, will play into it, like Alan Wake. That's I like it. it a lot. So. That's it. So. That's all she wrote. So yeah, check Dar- out Darwake. Darwake. Uh, we will update the description and stuff once um, there is uh, once they, God, once they launch the Kickstarter. <laughs> You're falling apart, dude. I'm so tired. Uh, once uh, the Kickstarter goes live, so Darwake. You can follow him on Twitter though, right now. So do that. Yeah, we'll link that in the description soon. And that is it. That is it for Have to Cast episode 57. That's right. Brett. Welcome. As we wrap up now, I want to thank uh, everybody from tuning in. Uh, we had uh, lots of new viewers and stuff this time as well. Uh, yep. Maybe they have come and gone, but they were here, which is what matters. That sounded yes. way deeper than I needed it to. And we hit 550 subscribers on YouTube, which is phenomenal so thank you all did we? for your support we did wow so thank you all and remember we uh do have a coupon code for w energy uh use coupon code slick to get 10 percent off your order as christian said in the chat use code slick that's right listen i want i want you all to know right now right w doesn't really they know but they don't really know who we are yet Okay, nah, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna cut the best fucking promo you've ever seen because, dude, our code is slick. Yeah, they're not gonna know what what hit them, dude. They're gonna get a bunch of sales from us. They're not even gonna know. So, check them out. And uh, Josh, I want to thank you. You know, I know we're both very tired today. The week just started. It's Tuesday. I'm very very exhausted right now. I know you are as well, and you you know run all of this equipment and stuff. Uh, in HQ, so I appreciate it. And uh, I just stuck this into my eye. Okay, I hurt very badly. Uh, you're welcome. I'm not gonna put those on now. Um, and uh, thank you. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go to Dubby. Uh, links in the description. Use code Slick. Make sure you buy our merch. Uh, make sure you 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 like. You jump in the comments. You share it with your friends. Uh, you remember our merch selling strategy. Um, that's right. That might, out of context, for those that don't know, that might look nefarious. That that made it look worse. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say, Brett, or are you good? I'm good. Thank you guys for watching. See you next week. All right. Later, folks. Bye bye. Oh my God, my eye hurts. So. 
I'm really disappointed, Josh. You're disappointed? Yeah, I'm really disappointed that they did not let us use the uh, the code that we wanted to use initially. What's that? You know. Do I? Yeah. See, because, dude. Oh, shit. Code is... <laughs> What's our code, dude? Our code is slick, but the one that I wanted to initially use. And what's, and what's the one you wanted to initially use? Brett has a big 